Hello everyone, welcome back to Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones, a podcast on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, both the TV side, which is what we will be talking about today in the kind of end of an era, and the film side sometimes as well. Uh, I'm Derek McDuff, and with me is Ariel Ortiz. Hello. And we're both members of a, the a podcasting group called The Undercast Company. But yeah, the topic uh, of our discussion, the main one is going to be the ending of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the s- season seven. Um, we're going to be kind of talking about that as well as diving into a couple other topics like the final show that's going to be done by Marvel TV, which starts on Hulu in a little bit called Hellstrom. And we will kind of be taking a look back at just kind of what Marvel TV has meant since it's going to be going away now. Um, and this is kind of, you know, like I was saying, the end of an era. We'll talk about a couple other things, just like the future of uh, what we think is going to happen with some characters and stuff in Marvel. But um, let's just get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7. This is a show that I we've talked about a lot on this podcast that I've been very hot and cold on. But Errol, if you want to start us off and tell me, what are your kind of thoughts on this season which just wrapped up um i think it was a very much an incredible ending to the show i feel like it for a show that you know i've been watching for seven years now it uh, it did the kind of hard thing to do in a season seven and basically surprised me and in that way they just it's it kind of took a page of of I don't want to compare it to like you know other shows, but like uh, well, you kind of have to, but um, kind of like it did kind of similar thing that that um, this final season of of Arrow, um, the D- the DC DC TV universe um, a show that just ended, it kind of did the same way of of integrating this kind of like time travel or jumping around kind of thing to keep it to keep this final season fresh but then also at the same time to like further develop these characters that you thought that were already developed and but also like closing their their arc um i felt like all the characters ended genuine and and where they always wanted to be and yeah it's that final scene like it it's it's a very bittersweet ending but then it also keeps it open in my opinion to all these characters showing up in some way shape or form in the future especially Coulson like I mean he he did start in the MCU um, movies and and um, I feel like with how they left off his character he's and how his journey and how he talks about what he wants to do next I feel like he might be popping up in new um properties um, in the future yeah i would really hope to see some of these characters return Mm -hmm. in some fashion like yeah uh there was um so this is going to be spoilers for anybody who's not aware we're going to spoil all of season seven um but for uh how like some people are theorizing i don't think this is legit but like how max is ends up in a mission in Russia that that might tie into the Black Widow movie. That would be cool mm-hmm. if Matt got like a cameo or something, you know. Yeah, I don't think I that's mean, gonna he, happen, but that would be fucking he, awesome. 
Yeah, I mean he he is technically um, the director of Shield and mm-hmm. still, and and I don't know if you caught that, but he was legit giving like some Nick Fury vibes. He was wearing the freaking trench coat. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Okay, I see what what you're trying to pimp up," <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I feel like I I, I mean it's definitely a possibility. Um, and I I did like the open ending of this of their stories um but like i said with the final scene with them gathering up it was very bittersweet and it kind of it kind of like makes sense like you know like you think about like you know being in high school and then it's you know after high school you guys have to your you and your friends like branch out and this is kind of like what happened like and i i you do feel like because daisy has always been this conduit for the audience of being the one that's you know been got sucked up into this world and then like trans got transformed by it and then you know all she wants is just things to stay the same even though the things have like tremendously changed over the course of these years but still that that you know you feel and through her like this, this feeling of like not wanting it to end but it's ended but then you do have like a promise you know you do when I mean, you come to realize it, it to yeah end. But yeah, you do you have this. Well, I mean, I think in like a figurative way of like no, because you're saying yeah, that. um, of you know like the there's you know you have a future to live kind of thing and yeah. Could we speaking of Daisy's future? Can we get into the kind of I wasn't expecting it, but the relationship that developed through between her and Susa, I was not. Expecting I kind it. of called that one. I'm yeah, I mean, so so to talk about it, um, spoil, well, course, spoiler. Wanna, before we get yeah. into too many specifics, okay. let me. I just want to give my kind of thoughts on the season, um, mm-hmm. because I do think that I did enjoy the season a lot, and it didn't feel like homework a lot of the time, which is how I felt season six was. I had some major problems with season six, mm-hmm. um, and I think that a lot of the some of those problems were still here, like the. My main problem with and everything from pretty much season three onward, which is where I feel like the show kind of arc really ended, and then it was just kind of them coming up with a new thing every couple, like every season or three times a season for a little while, um, which is that no one really kind of like progressed really after that third season that much, or they were, there were never one was ever in danger. If anyone died, you knew they were just going to come back. Whereas the stakes in the first three seasons, major characters were dying all the time you didn't know like you know trip dies uh there's that great twist with ward and but this one there it's almost like they're making like they even have like reference how many times they've died in the end and colson's like i've died more than anybody and so i did have some problems but i think that it really worked because i do feel like the character relationships were really really strong in this season i do and we'll talk about this more and i think the addition of susa was great I think that the, probably the best thing about this season, I wasn't really like, I felt like they were, most of the episodes were just like above par, like a little above standard, but there was a couple standout episodes where they just like, just were like, let's just fuck with the formula and do something completely new. Oh which yeah. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Something the writers had talked about, like, um, and they made a reference to the best episode of agents of seal shield, which is they talked about how they're trying to like, kind of do that same thing they did in the episode 4722 hours which is the episode 
where um, Jenna Simmons is stuck on Mavith. And that's kind of mm-hmm. just like this weird different episode. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, let's try some other weird different things. There's mm-hmm. three episodes that I think of this season are incredible. And that's... Yeah, and one of them is my favorite. Uh, like, okay. I think in ex- of the season, and then uh, definitely of the whole show. It's big. It's one. Of they're my favorites. definitely up there, along with mm-hmm. my favorite's Obviously, going to be the four thousand seven hundred twenty-two hours. That's always going to be my favorite episode of this. But the other ones that I really enjoyed. And let me make sure I get their names right here. Um, they're the episode where it's uh, it's like the film noir episode, which mm-hmm. is um, out of the past, which is it's done very like double indemnity. It's um, a lot of references of kind of like a lot of those old like. Raymond Chandler, like, um, uh, kind of like novels and like those film noir movies from like the 40s and 50s that are really fucking good. Um, um, you know, why am I, I can't remember the name of the guy who directed Double Indemnity, Billy Wilder. Like, they're literally kind of like Billy Wilder esque. Um, and then, of course, there's the uh, episode, The Totally Excellent Adventures of Mac and the D, which I thought, which is like this great, like, 80s, like, like kind of sci-fi like movie that reminds me a lot of movies I watched when I was a kid. It's kind of like zany. It's got like these robots and stuff and like Colson is Max headroom. And mm-hmm. that's just fucking great. And then I love the, um, the episode uh, after before, which is the time loop episode. I thought that was really fucking cool and interesting. And like, I, I think that time loop stuff is really it. Like I just watched this video essay about how like time loop loop movies and shows hit a lot differently right now. Um, that's why mm-hmm. Palm Springs has been so successful. I didn't know it was coming, and when I saw it, I was like, "Holy shit, that's what this movie is!" But um, mm-hmm. uh, that's beside the point. And uh, I thought that time loop thing was so cool, and they did a really innovative, used it in a really innovative way. So, which was one of those three episodes your favorite? Yeah, out of out of the past was my favorite. I just it's because it's it just like this surprising thing. Like you don't think about it. I'm like, okay, it's a film noir, you know, like mm-hmm. like I I love film noir it's like one of my favorite kind of like genres that that c- it can be thrown into like and to mm-hmm. like make a uh change in um in tone for a show it's one of my favorite kind of like tropes of that kind of thing um but the thing that freaking made me bust up laughing at the end when colson like gets fixed because you find that oh okay he is he is seen in black and white okay mm-hmm. but then yeah, yeah. simmons simmons fixes him and she's like oh so is everything okay yep no internal monologuing i'm like no way this was all internal monologue yeah that was <laughs> so, great so yeah. yeah and like they also those those um i want to say that those episodes those three specific episodes kind of allowed were and and kind of marked the biggest progressions in the in the season and for mm-hmm. characters as well that's what i was gonna I'm, say yeah the characters mm-hmm. are like the characters in those yeah. episodes, like they because they they're so like they're different and they allow characters to them to play with the yeah. characters in other ways that really work I'm, mm-hmm. yeah i mean like so for out of pass you get the addition of Oh, and then let me say about out of pass. So, so can, I just want to go on a little little um, branching. Um, so, this it this means that Susa because Susa was always going to die. Can I? Can we continue the theory that Captain that Steve Rogers was always going to be Peggy Carter's husband? No. Okay, <sighs> I have some thoughts about this because. It wouldn't make sense because there's you, it has to be an original timeline before we jump back. 
But no, but Su- they they took Susa out. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. But they, I think oh, they did that in saying... response to that. But like also like she like we already knew that like Susa wasn't her husband in the even the old timeline because she says something about um how Captain America that... saved her hu- who the person who ended up being her husband in a raid. I thought and that, I thought that Susa. No, he had already lost his leg before that happened. Oh. I think I don't remember the exact details, but it's like somebody like I saw something on the internet where somebody worked it out that he couldn't have been her husband anyway, and oh. so he was always kind of a, like a red herring. Um, okay, but yeah, and yeah, I I, I do think that out of the past because he gets introduced in the episode before that, and you don't really mm-hmm. know like if it's his just going to be. You think he's just going to be kind of maybe a yeah. one off, yeah. And uh-huh. then, but like, out of the past, so you're just kind of like, it's like, oh, cool, Seuss is back. Like, anybody who's a, like, I fucking love Agent Carter. I think it's the most underrated show in the MCU. Like, it's it's only lasted two seasons. It's fucking mm-hmm. great. Seuss is obviously a standout. Like, his relationship with Peggy is so, mm-hmm. so good. And like, when he thinks, like, like he thinks he's going to see her again, he straightens up and, you know, then he sees her and, like, you know, but then you get his full, like, you get his, like, you just get a glimpse of him, you know, like, what is he even doing? Mm-hmm. But you get his full kind of, like, character in Out of the Past. He mm-hmm. really does feel like one of those classic film noir characters, so it really fucking works. And I love that little conversation he has with Coulson, where he's just kind of like, he like, nobody ever says, like, Peggy Carter in that, that episode, but he's just like, oh, yeah, like, had a girl, didn't work out, and Coulson's like, oh, yeah, like, same kind of thing, or maybe it's vice versa, but, yeah, it mm-hmm. it really really works and like you know like from that opening shot which is you know that iconic shot um from the oh, fuck, it's not double indemnity but another one of those kind of classic billy wilder noir movies um uh-huh. you have where he's just in the pool um it's 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 just so great and you know they're like the the same thing with the totally excellent adventures of mac and mike D, uh and uh the d i thought that was deke i felt like um like that was the highlight of Deke. Deke kind of I felt like mm-hmm. it got pushed aside a little bit by Susa because Deke was kind of like lo- looking to be Daisy's romantic interest, which we'll get to for a little while, and then it became Susa. So it was nice to have him kind of like have him have its own thing here and um, have his own episode. And then of course in After Before we also get the kind of culmination of that like relationship that had been building up between. Um, Daisy, like, uh, and uh, Susa, which I felt like there was tiny hints at, and I was like, maybe it'll go this way. And then when he was like, kind of like always there when she woke up, I was like, oh, this is something for sure. But um, yeah, did you want to go into any more of those episodes? Yeah, so I think all three kind of mark like journeys specifically for Coulson. Like, so the first one is like, you know, like him living through the golden age, and but also like a play. A continuous play on like you know him being a chronicom and being a cyborg and then with uh the excellent adventures one it's kind of like him being stuck in that kind of cube kind of plays on his mentality of like i'm just a machine and like kind of seeing that but then in time um what was it time not time after time what's the third one you know oh shit i think i might have um, been saying the wrong episode because um what? after before no, that... no, you're right. It's not. It's uh, as I've always been. I think is that, is that the one? one. All right. Well, whichever the time loop episode is. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I, I think it's as I've always been. Yeah, it is. Um, so in as yeah, I've you're right. it's I have, always been. I've said that. I said yeah. the wrong thing a bunch of times. Yeah. So in as I've always been. Um, in that one, we kind of like 
see you know colson because he's the only one that remembers and him getting frustrated like to the point where he like yells at daisy who's like practically his daughter and mm-hmm. stuff um but then with you know uh enoch's death and kind of him like expressing like i feel like these ways and i'm scared and like just basically like expressing these human emotions i think that's the moment where colson kind of starts to refill like yeah i kind of do have still have my humanity and it's like i am what i am now but you know i should be making the best of it and i you know i do still feel i do you know i do i am technically like human in a way you know yeah because enoch Um, is such a great character and and i think that's like I was talking about how like it doesn't feel like there's stakes in a lot of these laser seasons because nobody can die. And Enoch's died before, but like Enoch was the one, like he's not a main character, but he is the one kind of like central, you know, he's a, he's in pretty much every episode. Like he is a character that we've known for a while and we care about a lot. And he's the one character that really died. And that was the most emotional that I've been through the entire um, yeah. last season was Enoch's death because it, it really yeah. hit me. And, you know, nobody, there was never any felt like any danger of anybody dying the lot the finale but when enoch died that that really hit me you know that mm-hmm. and that and deke staying behind um kind of like yeah. this other reality i think was a you know another big sacrifice even though he's yeah, well, he's kind of from an- yeah. another reality in the first place but yeah like uh, we, if you want we could go into that but i, I will go into that a little bit later because i will do want to talk about deke and and on that whole situation but but um yeah i mean it's just it's it just marked like yeah like Enoch kind of being ending up being these like this like representation to Coulson and and in a way of like you know is kind of robot feel essentially like kind of like a Blade Runner kind of situation like you know do electric sheep sheep dream um but do do androids dream of electric sheep oh yeah do androids yeah. dream of electric sheep but yeah just um. And then the just that that episode it it was one of the great episodes yeah. I think yeah of the whole series too yeah, and, because and Elizabeth Henstridge directed it from oh uh, yeah Gemma Simmons yeah 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 it was yeah it's just great it was a great episode and just that moment of Enoch like just there and just like them being with him and he's like just shouldn't she be going either then they partially because like you know they've experienced this so many times because of all the time mm-hmm. loops and stuff. But also because of like they, you know, like they understand what what is going on. You know, they kind of like have both died in their own ways, like this kind of mm-hmm. slow death and stuff, like um, a couple of times. But but yeah, just of of being there for you know somebody that they really care about. Yeah, yeah. That, that's just that was definitely like a really great moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's a spare kind of random observation that I had, which I can't remember which episode it comes up, but they're talking about like a list of people to kill. And when they say is Grant Ward, and I thought, you know, it's really interesting that they're like, no, we can't do that. And like, we know for a fact that Ward could theoretically be a really mm-hmm. good guy because we've seen that yeah, happen in the framework. Yep. And that's what's going to happen in this alternate reality because John Garrett gets taken out. And we know that the reason he was yeah. more was evil yeah. is because he was on like a dark path. Garrett mm-hmm. came in, swooped in, took advantage of him. Um, mm-hmm. If instead, looks like instead, because Victoria Hand is I, the yeah. one who ends up killing him, 
she's the one who in the framework like set him on this good path that happens so in this world grant's gonna uh grant ward's gonna be a good guy which is yeah because i think she is was really there. cool that that oh my gosh her yeah her popping up i feel like was the the way that they like had her walk out of the darkness mm-hmm. and that is just kind of like a way of i could if if this was like in the movie theater, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody would be cheering because I feel like her character kind of like kind of gets forgotten. But when she was on the show, she you she just came out of like being like this incredible like agent and just yeah. being like true and, and and stuff. But yeah, I could totally see it. So like going off of that, I feel like yeah, like with the this alternate universe that that was created, I feel like I think that. For Deke, I think it's what what ended up being what's best for him because throughout yeah. his whole time of being stuck in this, you know, coming back to the past with them, he's always found like uh he couldn't fit in. You know, he couldn't fit in like to this new world. Like he's he's basically his way of fitting in was copying things that had already been done. So like when they turn to him and like say like, Oh, so you're in are you the one in charge now and him saying i am like i think that this and him and then previously with him coming to the realization of like i just copy everything like i shouldn't be doing that i should be innovating innovative and stuff like that and like you know coming from you know his grandparents being Fitzsimmons, and and i think that with that realization and then with him basically being thrust like you know this responsibility being thrust upon him i think it's gonna. It shows that, like, I think he is gonna be th- very much thriving in this new, yeah, um, I, timeline, and that, mm-hmm. y- yeah, like he's he's gonna finally find his place, and and um, I think he's just gonna enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say that he didn't fit into like the kind of like our our original timeline because he was from you know that alternate future. I think mm-hmm. though, like he was like okay, like. Like he was like kind of like be like, okay, what can I do in this? And then kind of the ultimate culmination of like he's like, okay, I can kind of like do this and this and this. And then like he really found where he clicked when he went back into the eighties. Like that's where it was like kind of mm-hmm. like like he didn't yeah. really he felt like he didn't really belong in his original timeline. He felt a little more comfortable in his new timeline. And then when he finally got to that like eighties I mean, like last timeline, he really, really worked. I mean, he really did build a pretty effective team with the team that he created. You know, he mm-hmm. he like gathered people that were effective, that cared, that ultimately like quickly cared for each other. You know, like the yeah. Russian woman, like caring for them, and like yeah. So I think like if he ends up being the head of Shield for this new timeline, it's going to be such like, and then essentially, um. He, especially with his, possibly he knows Hydra's infiltration and then probably a, a good amount of them got killed off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, like he, it's kind of like going to be a shield that's going to be probably be envied by Earth Prime, you could say, is shield yeah. because, because it's going to be like, okay, yeah, they are building from the ground up, but they're building it with like a good amount of people, like people that, because... Enoch left these things had to be like very trustworthy people. Like the people in there have to be like non Hydra people. So yeah, Hydra yeah. might have actually gotten been wiped out. Yeah, but I think so. yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. So it's I'm I'm pretty excited. I, I mean I I wish we could see it, you <laughs> know. But but 
I yeah, yeah. like uh, I didn't feel I felt bummed when he said it when he said I'm gonna I'll stay behind. But then at the same time, I was like, it. I think it's the right way because like he yeah, especially with Susa like Daisy yeah, and you know together and yeah, like you said, like he found his place in the 80s yeah and he that that moment it killed me that kind of moment when he like kind of like looks at daisy like seuss is about to like stay and he kind of like like is like no and he's like kind of like he has that <laughs> moment where he just like looks at daisy and he just says i just want you to be happy and that fucking killed me i was like oh my god deke like he like had this like crush on daisy for like two seasons and he gave her like the lemons and everything and like like yeah. it really seemed like it was building yeah. that and then they kind of switched it's gears just, and it it's just I, I, I really like felt i know the, like i know i felt for him too but in the end it, it I mean, you gotta think about it it would have been super i mean he, daisy and susa is kind of weird but just think about dating your best friend practically sister's grandson technically so how yeah so that's the thing that always like i know they would yeah, be cute that's weird, like, but yeah i mean yeah like deke is is very cute and caring and stuff like that but then she is basically his great aunt like in this new timeline she's going to be deke's great aunt essentially you know so all right so, I, I mean <laughs> eh, you know it's it's there's been weirder relationships in the mcu but okay to your point um yeah. But yeah, let's let's so now that yeah, let's that we're on it. Let's talk about the relationship between Daisy and Susa because I do think that um, it really works in um, as I have always been. Um, what you said mm-hmm. that was the, that that um, so mm-hmm. like I think like kind of like when he keeps like waking up with and she's he's always kind of like watching over her. I felt like that mm-hmm. really clicks. She has that kiss which she she knows he's not gonna remember. Yeah. Um. Like he's kind of like and then he gives that speech. He's like, I know your type. And she's like, you're my type. And like he's kind of like how he kind of like sees like a lot of well, the same things yeah, in her could, that he saw yeah, in um, Peggy Agent Carter. Yeah. yeah. And but you could think about it also the way that they first met is a very much like I could see that being a situation where uh, like him and and Peggy kind of like had a situation like that like if Peggy like was let's say like wasn't an agent of shield but she was like uh you know in the british in um intelligence and then like trying to infiltrate a place and then he came across her i feel like daisy's like kind of like play of of oh yeah i'm cia kind of was a very much like agent carter kind of move in a way yeah. of of like yeah so like, like she sees I, him and he kind def- of remembers I could definitely, this great love of his life yeah. and like yeah, yeah i could definitely see the similarities but then also if you want to go on that of her being similar to like peggy carter i kind of feel like he's kind of similar to and uh and the good aspects of what lincoln was because lincoln is, was pretty much like the closest relation i was gonna cl- say like, yeah lincoln like the was previous kind of like her, relationship her end game yeah like mm-hmm. lincoln would have like would have been her you know kind of like I think you know that yeah. her OTP, so he, you know, um, yeah, then he yeah. died, you know, uh-huh. and and I do think that it's a really cool thing because you know, like you have these characters who both kind of in their own shows um, have you know what's very clearly Endgame, and they don't end up with either of those characters; mm-hmm. they end up with each other, and I think that's mm-hmm. a really kind of cool, interesting concept that you don't really see a lot in media, where it's like, okay, like you thought this was like the person, but like there's not just one person for you. Like, there's, there's, like, you can, like, even if you don't, like, it's not, like, he's not, Colson, or, not Colson, um, uh, Susa. Susa, thank you. Susa's, like, he's still kind of, like, strung up on Peggy Carter, 
but he still mm-hmm. has this like he still finds someone else and has like this new love and you know mm-hmm. same thing with daisy i don't think she ever really recovers from the death of lincoln and mm-hmm. you know even though she does kind of have some of the romantic interests like her and deke are kind of cute but like they are able to find each other like these two kind of like heartbroken people and i think that's really you know kind of a really cool thing i i don't mm-hmm. think like like the you know the there wasn't a lot after that i felt like when they actually do to get together it wasn't super moved by it but like i think that they're kind of like meet cute episode where they're in the time loop and then kind of like mm-hmm. i love how uh mac kind of is like what are your intentions and he's like i i don't have any intent and he's just like such a kind of like old standing up uh, uh you know old old-fashioned upstanding kind of guy i i really like their kind of like relationship and then, a lot and then the whole quake and yeah. him like put him like teasing her about the name quake and stuff um but yeah, no, I felt uh, it's it's like really cute because it's like it's kind of like what Steve Rogers wanted. <laughs> like he would have hoped Steve Rogers had gotten. You know, he's a man mm-hmm. out of time. He's like quirky and stuff like that. But he gets the girl and like, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it. I just I I found it very cute, and I I do love that they're ending together and and. Yeah, basically them continuing on, you know, and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So I like, yeah, I like mm-hmm. that you know they're still together. Like then it's like the one year later. I thought that was he's kind of off in space doing stuff with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and you know he's just kind of like this guy who's like you know ripped out of time and he's just kind of like like because he is from his original timeline. He dies and he gets kind of sucked mm-hmm. out of that other timeline. You know, mm-hmm. like some characters in the MC, like how Gamora is in the movies now. Um, yeah. So I, I do think that is a really cool, interesting concept. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, I, I really thought it was a pretty solid. The best, I think it was the best that Shield has been probably since Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, they, because uh, I, yeah. Could I, I add one more? With, yeah. Yeah. Could we add one more thing? They kind mm-hmm. of they well they kind of uh, better explain time travel a bit more. But then I kind of mm-hmm. like I kind of like was like oh yeah like. <laughs> They they separate from the Avengers figured out quantum yeah you know I quantum love travel that they bring the quantum <laughs> because that's yeah the one but thing it, I this love is about- you have to think you have to think that yeah like this is like that ah oh, I would have loved to see you know like Bruce Banner um, Tony Stark and like Fitz and Fitzsimmons <laughs> like all together in one room. Like, could you imagine, like, the freaking craziness that that would have been? It would have been amazing. Because, yeah, like, basically fits in. Well, with with Enoch's help, I guess. Yeah, so Enoch kind of told them probably about the the quantum realm and stuff like that but yeah like just Fitzsimmons like making his his entrance finally in basically it looked like yeah like one of the helmets uh, it mix, it, to me it was like a mixture between like Star-Lord's helmet and and um um, the quantum think, realm I helmet. Deke I think had he, that helmet in the future. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. But but speaking of Star Lord, um, in the mm-hmm. '80s episode, I'm pretty sure that Deke has the same Walkman as um, Star Lord, which I thought was cool. Oh, and, so he has it throughout because he keeps it. Yeah, because yeah. it has yellow. It has orange um, covers because yeah. he, he. That's why he gets stuck on the Zephyr with with uh, when they take Gemma, is because mm-hmm. he's listening to his Walkman. Exactly. I think, I think I think it one. is. I think it is the yeah. same one. Oh, that's a good catch. That would be a good one. Yeah. I, I, I that's the kind of stuff I really like about 
like the age when Agents of Field felt like really good and connected to the MCU, it was like stuff like that, like maybe like the Quantum Realm, and you would literally the same effect, and or like be like Star Lord's Walkman, like little thing. It wasn't like like in season one, mm-hmm. it was like Thor was just here in London, and now we're cleaning. Like I didn't like that, but when it's like mm-hmm. the subtle, like interesting stuff like that, like kind of just mm-hmm. it makes it feel like yeah, this is all one world. Like we're not like just reacting to the movies. It's like feels like. This is part. This is this other thing that's happening on the other side because this is MCU is like the whole this whole like storytelling yeah. universe. So there's other things that are going on. And I thought that yeah. was really cool. Oh yeah. So like starting on the ending, I really thought that they were gonna like end up in sword because I really thought that okay, this is like basically the end of Shield. But I did actually love that they are rebuilding Shield basically. Like Shield mm-hmm. is getting rebuilt. They're they're doing new. Tr- you know they're training new people like that was that i i I do love yeah like going into another um character's ending like may kind of like taking on this teaching kind of position at at what was it called the colson academy colson academy yep yeah and like yeah and then like you know that the hella hella uh harry hella carrier exists again you know because like Mm -hmm. they were all basically destroyed in the Skellion and um yeah it's just like this like showing of rebirth that I didn't of shield that I didn't think was possible you know because since the destruction of the Triskelion and you know Hydra's discovery in Winter Soldier shield is pretty much underground you know Mm -hmm. literally underground with with the lighthouse so to see yeah. you know shield is growing and then now we're gonna have sword coming along too i'm going to be i'm really hoping that they get to show these integrations of these two now organizations that are being built up yeah because you know? I, I do think that yeah that like daisy being in daisy and Susie susa were supposed to kind of be in sword but i felt like they weren't allowed to say it because they're doing some stuff with nick fury so like that would be really. Did rad. they mention Nick Fury? They though? didn't, but like. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, because that's why. Because I think because when Daisy was saying like in the in their you know talk circle like oh yeah we're like in space and stuff I'm like they're in sword they're in yeah. sword because like, that's you know? how was it uh, Spider Man Far From Home kind of ends with like Nick Fury being uh-huh. up in space and people think he's building sword so if he's they were, building like, in, sword so it yeah. was it's confirmed because um in oh I think it's it's um. I think it's in WandaVision because Monica Rabot, um, the little girl in Captain Marvel. Oh, Rambo? Rambo. Yeah, yeah. Mar- mm-hmm. Monica Rambo. Um, she's in, uh, she's going to be in WandaVision and they've already like behind the scenes pictures are sh- shown like sword mm, um, okay. people. But I think I'm pretty sure because she had a badge, but it wasn't an orange badge like shields. It was like a gray badge. So I think it might be sword. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Any any yeah, final thoughts on uh <sighs> it's just the shield cuz yeah, okay, do we want to just talk about like the series as a whole now? Like cuz we yeah. talked about season 7, but you know, this was it was the first this is what kicked off Marvel TV. This was the first mm-hmm. like MCU show. It outlasted almost every other one. There's one that's going to be starting after this, but every other MCU mm-hmm. show that in Marvel TV kind of started and stopped in the course of this so you know all the defenders shows and you know there was you know supposed to be a couple spin-offs of this like we were supposed to get a um spin-off featuring um uh Bobby and um 
Uh, and then the Ghost Rider one too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, but this is you know a long-standing show. I think some of it's really, really great. Some of it is not so great. But there are. But overall, I would say that I'm really glad I stuck it out till the end because, mm-hmm. like I said, see parts of season five and most of season six, I did not enjoy. But I was back in it like immediately for this season. Like I, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed this season. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I think it, it's it's you know the it's going to go down in history. Like we don't know about the history of Marvel television, you know, in the future. But I mean, it's going to go down as his in history as being the start, uh, and possibly the sole source of you know pure Marvel television. You know, like it it. It yeah, it, it over the course because of logistics and things like that, it kind of like lost its course. But overall, it it it, it helped to broaden the universe that you know is already an expansive universe. Mm-hmm. But it it's always going to be in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's. I mean, it's very bittersweet. I am very glad because I am a sucker for happy endings. Um, so I am very glad that the team kind of got their happy endings. You know, it's pretty bittersweet because yeah, it's the ending of of their team being together. But I I'm hoping that you know, like like they still are family, and mm-hmm. I think that all of their endings were beautiful. Like I mean, Fitzsimmons has been wanting you know to have that family of being you know having that house in scotland um for so long and the talk and finally getting that of having their child and like basically also ensuring that okay deke is probably going to come around later on like you know deke is is going to be coming back and and i mean provided that you know that daughter still somehow meets the same like guy at, that she would have met on the lighthouse in the alternate future, but let's go with it. Let's say that that happens. I, I, I think it'll happen. I think yeah, it'll, it'll happen. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, especially with it being Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons like defied quantum like <laughs> theory and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, just that that it being um, um you know an awesome ending for them. You know them getting what they wanted. Um, Colson basically being content with who he is you know even though he isn't you know and finally accepting that he's here you know even from the beginning when he found out that he was brought back to life um after the avengers like just him him finally like closing that arc of accepting that you know he's alive and Mm -hmm. he has to you know he should be living you know kind of thing and just do doing that and then um may you know is, is basically you know, coming from out out of the shadows and being the forefront and the fu- and you know the future, leading the future of Shield essentially through her her teaching and and Yo Yo and you know finding her team and 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 Mac and Mac you know being raised up from like coming from a mechanic to being the director of Shield, mm-hmm. um, Daisy you know finding her family becoming you know this agent and not like you know like a anarchist you know. <laughs> becoming part of the system and making the system better um yeah yeah, yeah. and even just... even like I, I thought even the fucking um the nikki and paolo 
of of fucking shield even had like an ending which was like i thought it was like yeah like they brought back piper oh they brought well yeah i was like i forgot about piper and then they're like uh-huh. and i was like oh yeah remember this guy who you didn't remember or care about even he didn't even he's back to life and i was I like really, okay no okay. i really felt bad but, that he died though because he just had a kid and then so yeah, yeah. so yeah 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 his yeah. death was kind of like, like sad follow of of yeah. of shield though for sure yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. uh-huh. it's yeah it's, I just wish it's, it was you know i i w- it's just bittersweet yeah yeah it is good that they do because they had so many times where they're like we're not sure we're gonna get canceled so they're like this might be the end and there was like it's good to have like this is the end it's a definitive end like i'm mm-hmm. glad that things are wrapped up um mm-hmm. and that we did get those kind of character resolutions that you were talking about yeah but yeah, um, like so... a bit, like, since since you you mentioned loss, mm-hmm. kind of got like a loss kind of like feeling of of them in the circle, kind of like oh yeah, they're together, but you know they're they're leaving, kind yeah. of them leaving one by one, yep. you know, kind of thing. Yeah, right. they all kind of like were in that meeting and they kind of all like disappeared and stuff. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I and I liked how oh. it was kind of like a twist about like they're of holograms. No, oh, were you gonna say? Yeah, no, that that um, he got Lola back. That was good yeah, part. yeah, yeah. That was cool, and I do okay. like that this the season did, um, kind of without being too heavy on the nostalgia, did kind of like bring back a lot of things from earlier seasons. You know, like obviously, um, I thought it was great that John Garrett was back, and he was played by Bill Paxton's actual son. Oh, but, that's why he looked just like him. Yeah, yeah. That's why oh I was just like, gosh. oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty spot on. It's he's, so, um, you know, and then you know, obviously the Maliks and stuff coming back who. Um, were kind of like the big antagonists in the early seasons. So, yeah, it was... Um, well, I would have preferred the show to have kind of ended um, when it was on its, like, high in, like, season three because that did feel like kind of Hive was kind of the the ultimate antagonist and that was kind of the ending. Um, I do think this was a good resolution and a lot better than it would have been if it had ended last season or season five or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, you want to talk about uh, Hellstrom now? The uh, the new... the the kind of last uh, show, because last show that is going to be under the Marvel yeah. TV banner before it moves to any, anybody who's not aware, um, Marvel TV, which ran all the Marvel TV shows um, for the you know the existence up till now of the MCU, starting with Agents of Shield being its first show in 2011, is kind of ceasing operations, and the film side is going to take over, and all the shows that are going to be on Disney Plus, so it's going to be a lot more. Con- they're all going to be kind of more, much more connected to the films than. The, mo- the shows were up to this point because it's gonna, the new kind of um, Marvel films is going to be taking over this and Marvel TV is kind of getting dissolved. And the last show they're doing is this show, Hellstrom. Um, Ariel, did you want to like kind of talk about what that's going to be about? Yeah, so um, I'm not exactly sure if they're going to, like, if this is, well, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure about like the whole dissolving of, of Marvel TV and, and if this is going to be a one-off season. It didn't really come across as being a one-off season of Hellstrom, but basically Hellstrom is about um, these two siblings, um, uh, a brother and a sister, and them dealing with their pretty much um, possessed mother and their connections to like like the i like the i don't know like the dark realm basically but mm-hmm. basically the same like kind of dark realm that that like ghost rider is born out of um 
essentially the because this was supposed to originally be kind of like they were supposed to launch these together they're supposed to be have Uh hellstrom and ghost rider tied together but ghost Uh rider ended up not getting picked up by hulu but hellstrom did which i thought was interesting yeah so so yeah like he's kind of like um he's kind of has similar powers to to ghost rider of being kind of, I think, of being kind of like, you know, he made a fire, bringing up fire, kind of like a dark energy, kind of like a constant king kind of situation also going around. And then his sister kind of like um, having the same, not the same exact powers, but like kind of like a bit more on the Constantine kind of side. Um, So the, the, I saw the panel from the Comic-Con at home and it seems very interesting like it's a very like does the trailer doesn't give too much away um i think the panel kind of gave a little bit more than the actual trailer did but it's kind of a um, bit more of a realistic darker show um so yeah, yeah it looks I'm really dark and intricate like it looks like almost mm-hmm. like horror elements which i thought was yeah. really fucking cool yeah exactly so it's kind of like i would say like kind of like a um because I'm I'm sorry if I'm comparing it to you know cross comparing, but like a Justice League dark kind of situation mm-hmm. where it kind of deals with the occult and stuff, um more so, and this mm-hmm. like dark under realm. Um. So yeah, I'm very interested in it. We'll see how it goes. Um, I think it's coming out. Oh, is it coming uh, out like it's coming out next in month? October. Oh, in October. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, there hasn't been any that much, um, what's that word? Um, not propaganda, uh, <laughs> um, uh, advertisement, you'd say promoting. Mm-hmm. There we go, promoting of it. It might be because you know, Disney is trying to like suss it out. I don't know, I would mm-hmm. that's kind of sad, but yeah, so basically, it's kind of a dark. I, I'm interested. I'll probably watch it, you know, because it's a Marvel show. So I'll probably watch it. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm really I mean, and I do hope that, I do hope that we, if it is popular, if it gains steam, that Hulu will become kind of a, a source of like to the darker Marvel shows, like possibly bringing back, you know, Daredevil and, and I don't know so much about Jessica Jones and the other three defenders but you know daredevil being the more popular one that a show out of the out of the mm-hmm. you know the defender series is i do hope that if this hellstrom is is um makes it and it gets gains some popularity that it'll open up the door for hulu being used as more of an outlet of these kind of not as appropriate for disney plus kind of shows you know yeah no i because Marvel, uh, Disney has kind of done that a lot already where they've taken shows that were going to originally be on Disney Plus and moved them over to Hulu that are a little more mature like they did with um, uh, High Fidelity, which unfortunately just got canceled, cause, which is a bummer because it's a really amazing show. Um, and then but, I think uh, the, Love, the Love Simon um, yeah, so they, they've spin-off done show. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that this is happening because like, I'm, the one thing I'm really worried about with Marvel TV take or Marvel films kind of um, replacing Marvel TV is that it's all going to be kind of homogenous. Like it's all going to be, there's going to be too much kind of sameness and there is a lot of diversity in the MCU, but you didn't get stuff like daredevil or, you know, or, you know, Jessica Jones, like it was, 
while Guardians of the Galaxy is very different than, say, Captain America Winter Soldier, um, like, it was it was still kind of in the... There was not there was not that, like, rated R almost feeling. Not even rated R, but, like, like a, that dark, like, horrorness. And that's what this mm-hmm. is looks like it's going to be, because it was even kind of called... When it was supposed to be this and Ghost Rider, they were kind of, like, going to be their own kind of, like, connected thing, and it was going to be called, like, Adventure into Fear, which I thought was really cool, and it's kind of like that dark, like, pulpy, like, horror comic books. And mm-hmm. to see... An adaptation to that i do hope this becomes successful and at the very least we're going to get a season of this and who knows maybe ghost rider will even show up in it because he was originally planned to kind of very much tie into it so it'd be mm-hmm. cool to see that and you know like it would if it is you know successful like you were saying maybe we can get more of that other kind of marvel show that is hope that is hopefully not going to disappear we'll be able to continue on in you know like another daredevil or defenders or um you know maybe something like similar to legion you know might which is you um, know which was did not you in the finally MCU. see legion i didn't i haven't seen legion yet I've it ended so good but like I'm something sorry. like that could like yeah. if you're gonna bring in the x-men in the mcu like you could and we'll talk about more probably later but like you know these other kind of like darker the darker side of marvel could really find a home in hulu how likely is that to happen? I don't know because, it, like, like I said, it's all going to be kind of under the Disney uh, or the Marvel Films banner, and Marvel mm-hmm. TV is going away. And this is the last get. Like, it's like it's weird because it's like Shield started it, and it felt like it should have ended it, but then it's like, oh, here's one other thing, and it might just be a season, or we, might, we don't know like how long it's going to go. It's just kind of this like weird, like like um, I don't even know the word for it, but just kind of like this weird apparition of a thing that like just happened to get approved before this weird switch. This, um, like, and, and it's it's like leftover from this this, this kind of like, uh, like other era, like New Mutants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's almost kind of like New Mutants, except this is actually still official, like canon in the yeah. MCU. Uh-huh. Like, like, uh, so yeah. I'm. I'm. Do you think? The, do you think we'll uh, get the release of New Mutants? I think that we're gonna get the re- finally the release. Well, they're saying it's going to be released on like the twenty eighth of August. But then I think they said September. I think I can't. I need to rewatch the the um the panel, the Comic Con panel. But I think they said that it's going to okay. Yeah, in September, then it'll be on demand. Anything, but I'm not so sure now because people have been just saying the the twenty eighth. So I need to go back. I need to go back and see if I was just. My my hopefulness kind of like was hearing a, um a, additional information. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. Okay, so talking about that, let's let's go back and kind of like um, I'm just gonna quickly go through them, and we can kind of go more in depth into some of the better ones. But I'm just gonna run mm-hmm. down the shows that have been produced under the Marvel Television banner um, that are uh, now all except for Hellstrom ended. And mm-hmm. first, so of course, started out first one was Ages of Shield. Then we got mm-hmm. Agent Carter, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Um, technically, Legion was actually made, um, even though it's not in the MCU, um, with the cooperation. Then Iron Fist, The Defenders, Inhumans, um, uh, another one, The Gifted, not in the MCU, um, The Punisher, Runaways, and finally Cloak and Dagger. And then they had a couple pilots. That were never made. Of course, Ghost Rider, um, Marvel's Most Wanted, which would have been a spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, Marvel's New Warriors, which um, they were kind of like, they made a pilot, which never really found a home. 
Yeah, um, it was the new. That was the Inhumans one. The no, one no, that that it's, was... it's about Squirrel Girl and like a bunch of like, oh yeah. So that one it was originally supposed made for Freeform, um, but oh. Freeform passed on it, and it just they there was never a um uh, a Disney mm-hmm. was all like into it, but like they couldn't find a station for it, mm-hmm. so it ended up not happening because it was kind of like made as kind of like one of those Freeform like you know yeah teen like shows the runaway yeah kind of thing. Um, which you know, Cloak and Dagger was also on Freeform, and Cloak and Dagger, incredible show, only lasted yeah, two I fin- seasons. I, oh man, I finished it. Yeah, it was just but crazy. yeah, I think that overall, like, there's some misses in here, but overall, I think this is like a really mm-hmm. like and humans obviously miss, but like yeah, overall, that's this, what I was <laughs> overall, this is like a really solid resume for like, mm-hmm. and I yeah. get why like they kind of dissolved because they wanted to kind of tie it in more, and there was. You know, a lot of cancellations that some of them were, you know, kind of pol- like all about like politics between studios like Netflix and Disney, which is um, some of them were about shows underperforming, even though the shows sometimes were really good. But I think that this is, you know, like overall, these are some really, really good shows. And a lot of them only mm-hmm. got, other than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., pretty much none of them made it past three seasons i don't think um yeah well like i i think the exception um being legion because the yeah. legion's creator did set it as just three seasons yeah um from the beginning that's like how that's all that he that he told the story that he wanted to tell yeah and he ended it um and it's a shame great. there wasn't more shows in this that they all kind of like mm-hmm. just fizzled out with you know unlike yeah. the mcu movies which they all told this kind of complete story and agents of mm-hmm. shield which kind of had about four or five different endings because they just didn't know it was going to get canceled each season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, none of these really got to end on the terms they wanted. A lot of them ended with cliffhangers. But did uh-huh. you would you want to kind of go through them like uh you know quickly and talk about your thoughts on any of them? Obviously, we just talked about Agents of Shield, but uh, yeah. you you saw Agent Carter, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Agent Carter. I think that like I think Agent Carter's team kind of knew. That they mm-hmm. was a possibility, so they did the kind of same play as, as Agents of Shield kind of was doing, and they kind of the second season kind of felt like it could be, and was a, a series finale. Um, but and then that also speaking of Agent Carter, we kind of get that hope of possibly Coulson coming back into the MCU because we've seen Jarvis in in Endgame. Yeah, which um, was blew my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I think Agent Carter was it, it, it definitely like it's kind of like a you, you wish that there was more because you just there's just so much history to come out of that mm-hmm. the SSR and on all that in the history of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Um, yeah, it's that's it's my thoughts for Agent it, Carter. I, at I, least. I think that both Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D were the kind of same vein where they were like, okay, mm-hmm. here's something interesting that happened in the movie. They're kind of like spinoffs almost. They're they're both very mm-hmm. much spinoffs of things in the MCU. And I think that um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like had a little bit of trouble with that at first because it just felt like, oh, this is kind of what these other guys are doing. But then like it really hit its stride towards the end of the first season mm-hmm. um, and you know, going into the second and third season. Agent Carter, I feel like, okay, like you have this great character. She gets her own. It was supposed to be just a mi- her own like little miniseries, but it, mm-hmm. like, it started with just a Marvel one-shot. It was so successful, they made it into a show, um, which is also kind of what happened with... There was like a one-shot that they kind of were like used to kind of uh, item 
I can't remember what it was, um, 137 or um, something like that. But that yeah. kind of like launched off a lot of these. Um, it kind of um, convinced the higher ups at Marvel of like, okay, we can make these shows. Um, but mm-hmm. next up, we kind of get into um, these are different, where these are not spinoffs. These are, and they are of a, like, the Agent Carter and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. do feel like the same tone as a lot of the movies for most of them. Whereas the Netflix shows are a totally different tone. They, yeah. even within each other, they are like, you know, Jessica Jones is a detective story, mm-hmm. you know, and like, uh, like Luke Cage is very reminiscent of like black exploitation movies of the seventies and eighties. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Daredevil is kind of like a grim take on these heroes and, you know, Iron Fist is kind of like a, uh, like the kind of like kung a fu kung fu, sh- kung fu yeah, movie. Mm-hmm. And then you get them all meeting up in the defenders, but it, it is like, okay, this is not a spinoff of the sh- movies. This is its own thing. This is something that's happening completely differently in the MCU. And they will make references to, you know, like the incident and stuff like that. But this does feel like there is a whole world going on. What else are other people doing? Um, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts I, on these shows? I feel like Netflix, the Netflix shows kind of represented like the um, experimentation that I would hope that Marvel continues on. But knowing, you know, the formula of things, I'm not, too sure that it will um mm-hmm. they we, we might get you know a bit more you know a couple of Thor ragnaroks and and you know that kind of spirit experimentation kind of thing so i do hope like in their future of of shows where whichever form that they come in that they will still have that sense of expect of um experimentation but that's what i feel the netflix shows represented they sell they they represented this experimentation with different tones and and things like that um so yeah definitely daredevil was the best one among them all yeah i would Um, agree i feel like iron fist was just hitting its stride when it got canceled and i feel like if they had gotten a third season it would have been a pretty good season yeah um i I really do like iron fist season two um and Luke, yeah, Luke Cage. Luke Cage had the it, biggest cliffhanger because yeah, it, it ended with basically Luke Him becoming a villain. Pretty much, I mean, the villain, and they follow that up in the last season of Jessica Jones when he when he pops mm-hmm. up there. He's still on that villain kind of train, um, or anti. You could say, but yeah, and yeah. like um, Jessica Jones had its because it was the last one knew that it was ending. It kind of had its its ending, a um, little bit open, but for the most part, um, an ending. So yeah. Jessica the, Jones, yeah, was the one kind of that knew it was ending. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. Daredevil knew it. It was like it left it. It didn't Dare- have a it didn't yeah. have a cliffhanger like with Bullseye and stuff, but it did kind of like be like, okay, if it ends here, it's not the worst thing in the world. There should be a season four, but like at least like it's not like the end of season two where like Daredevil's like. Dead or no? Dead. That's Daredevil. The that's Defenders. Defenders. But still, like, yeah, yeah he, it ends with him just revealing to Karen that he's Daredevil. That would have been a huge cliffhanger. But yeah, I think that there was some misses in these Netflix shows, but there are a lot more hits. Like, and especially, I'm a big like. I know people don't love the Defenders, but I'm a really big Defenders apologist. Like, I love it. I I thought it was really cool. Oh, I liked it too. Yeah. yeah. And like, I thought that it was even more ambitious than the um. The event, the original Avengers movie, which was like, oh, you know, you, it's gonna be weird to have like Tony Stark and Thor meet like people thought at the time. Well, I feel like, like having Daredevil meet, you know, Iron Fist. These are 
you know, while they're both like brawlers and they're both kind of all like a dark world, like Iron Fist is, and they both fought the hand. They're very, very different characters. Like, and even, you know, like it's the char- the relationships between these characters, you know, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. And then of course, of course, like Luke and Iron Fist have such good relationships. And then Daredevil quipping back and forth with Jessica Jones. I, I really loved um, the Defenders and I'm really, I would really love to see it them pop up again in some form because they are one of the cooler teams in the MCU without a doubt. And I would love to see any of these, any and all of these characters come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really do. I really do hope that, that, you know, these shows have some kind of future. Mm-hmm. Like I really do feel like just give it a chance on Hulu, man. Just yeah. give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Then, of course, there's the Inhumans, which we don't really need to talk about. It was originally supposed to be... This one is, like, the most reactionary one. Because it was originally supposed to be a movie, but then they got the rights back to Spider-Man. I think we talked about happened. it yeah. on the other and, Yeah, so it, it ended up just, yeah, being, you know, this kind of weird orphan that was bad, and we don't need to talk about it ever again. Um, mm-hmm. Then, of course, you know, there was, the, there was the spin-off of Daredevil the Punisher, which is, you know, goes along with those Netflix shows, and I think was probably it's probably the most grounded realistic thing in all of the mcu mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. that was really good um but then uh there's the kind of quote-unquote teen superhero shows the last mm-hmm. couple which are runaways and cloak and dagger runaways being on hulu cloak and dagger being on freeform both lasted mm-hmm. two seasons um i thought runaways was solid but it felt overly long um kind of overly crowded didn't always know what they were doing um but cloak and dagger is phenomenal and mm-hmm. i think that i need to i would like to really go back and rewatch it now especially in this political climate because it touches on a lot of like things that you know would be really like with the black lives matter movement and everything and just like lives of like you know like people in like there's like a lower class black family in new orleans and then tandy or not lower class i guess they're kind of higher class tandy's the lower class one but like kind of like you well, know now. Yeah, yeah all the yeah all like it's kind of like issues about like you know, like being black or being a woman that are like really touched on that, like runaways get lip service too, but like cloak Mm -hmm. and dagger really, it feels Mm -hmm. really interesting. Like the villain is like really sympathetic, but you kind of hate him. And you're just like, there's issues about like all these real, like interesting things like that are like pretty heavy, like domestic abuse and stuff like that Mm -hmm. come up in the show. And I think that Mm -hmm. is a very, very mature and interesting show. And I would say anyone who hasn't seen cloak and dagger, like, of all these shows it's it's up there for sure like it's one of the ones that i would say definitely Uh watch yeah definitely cloak and dagger very much surprised me because freeform as a whole of a of a station tv tv channel is known for having these very much like teens trying to be you know adults and like kind of thing and just Mm -hmm. overly dramatic and you know, I had my first impressions. Like I d- hadn't seen it yet, but you know, with Cloak and Dagger, I was like, "Oh, it's free form. It's another thing like that of just over dramatic and and like ooh, like you know, like kind of like seventh seventh heaven kind of like drama and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then when I did finally watch it, my goodness, it was such a surprising and incredible show. Just like i yeah just go and watch it i was a fool to not have started watching it from the beginning it's such an incredible show incredible characters like that especially tandy tandy is like one of the most like deepest complex characters 
that is and she's like incredibly written um yeah so yeah yeah definitely watch it um yeah yeah they're definitely up there now in my and then the music is fantastic yes oh my gosh we haven't even talked about like the music on that show incredible like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the music is fantastic yeah and i really do you know kind of like looking at the the shows that now that marvel studios has transitioned to or marvel um tv is like coming under the banner of marvel studios the one show that i think might continue like these this kind of uh the same vein of like the darker shows like your daredevils or like your cloak and dagger. I think I have a lot of hope for moon Knight um, mm-hmm. because I do want to see, you know, like the Loki show and the Falcon, the winter Soldier. I am very excited so, for those. So I'm excited for WandaVision because I think that it captures what I was saying earlier about experimentation. I think it's, that's going to be the most experimental show that's going to yeah. be coming out. And, it's, and I'm, yeah. I'm excited for all that, but I'm really mm-hmm. glad that Moon Knight is on the list because it means that, like, mm-hmm. yes, Marvel is still, like, we are going to probably, we're going to experiment with this darker stuff. Like, there is still mm-hmm. going to be a show, like, Moon Knight, I think, could be very similar to Daredevil. I'm not sure how mm-hmm. much, like, they're going to go, but he, Moon Knight is basically, you know, Marvel's Batman. So yeah, it'll be really yeah. cool to see what they do with that. Yeah, I am going on the dark thing. I'm very excited for you know, especially with um, with uh, Doctor Strange in the multiverse being mm-hmm. described as being a darker film, like basically a horror film, and then also then you get the attachment of Sam Raimi, who yeah you know, has the dead, the Evil Dead series, so he a, could a definitely this mastered, is yeah up to be yeah he's he's mastered both superhero films and horror films yeah uh-huh. so, so I'm very much like excited this introduction of this um horror element hopefully like yeah yeah i yeah. hoping that, that that they don't they don't you know dumb it down i really do hope that they embrace it they take that chance that leak because like they're they're a studio that that you know has you know benefited from taking these leaps you know so like i really hope mm-hmm. that they keep on brand in that way you know but yeah I, no I, 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 I agree um but yeah, okay, so we also wanted to talk about, before we wrap up here, mm-hmm. we had kind of touched on what we think they might do with the uh, X-Men. If, um, mm-hmm. And I know that you were saying before we recorded, Errol, you had uh, some ideas you wanted to float out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. so I heard from a different podcast, uh, the Off-Topic podcast, they were just randomly talking about it, of like how possibly to introduce these X-Men, the X-Men or mutants in general, mm-hmm. and kind of like, possibly the idea of the stones kind of like being a, a way to integrate um that that like the awakening of these genes and that you know like with with Thanos destroying the stones he re- and release possibly releasing that power into the world it kind of like is a trigger to awaken the genes and that's why Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver um got their powers because they interacted with the Tesseract or no, was it the Tesseract or the Scepter? The Scepter. Uh, the scepter they interacted yeah. with. Yeah, they interacted with the Scepter, and then that didn't give them powers. It awakened their mutant gene. Okay. So I felt like that's an that would be a really, really cool way to introduce mutants and kind of like don't make it seem like oh now there's mutants kind of thing. Yeah, because I don't know how you do it out when it's out of nowhere. But the thing is, then if you do that, you lose like 
Charles Xavier and Magneto's like history of yeah, life that's what they were rights talking for about. years. And yeah, that's I, what they were talking that's about. That's so like, important. Um, yeah, um, in the in that podcast, that's what they were talking about. So what you're gonna have like a baby. You can't have like a first year Magneto like out yeah. of nowhere. You know, you He's have gotta to be have, have been have fighting for mutant life. rights for his entire life. And I mean, I but then they say like, you know, like they they you know with the whole with inhumans like you know being being uh like finding um what's that what was that element that that awakens oh, there um yeah yeah, yeah. the the, 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 the crystals the terrigenesis oh, called, crystals yeah, terrigenesis crystals kind of like a situation of that of like that they they might have like I don't know I really hope that you, they did yeah that's the only in the in the theory. Here's how I would do it. I would do it that mutants have always been around, but they have been kind of like underground. There's something that like, you know, do it like you did um, True Blood, which is like vampires have always been here, but people have like they can't they quote unquote come out of the coffin and like they like they didn't acknowledge they exist. But like maybe now like with Thanos and like everything and the, the world being so different, you know, maybe it was even during, you know, the blip or the snap or whatever you want to call it, that they have kind of like come out of the woodwork and they were something that wasn't widely known. Maybe like some people like Nick Fury and stuff knew mutants existed, but yeah. like it, I think that's would probably be the best way to do something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, so just, were, that's just off the top of my head, but yeah. They, so they're, they're also saying like, if you like start introducing like, like mutants in these upcoming ep- um, movies, like just one by one, like okay, so like Black Widow, they're in Russia. Like, oh, Colossus was in, it was in prison with with um, David Harbour's character, and like yeah, you come throw, across throw him like that there or something, like you know? Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, just like kind of sprinkle it in and then build up to something, you know? I mean, Disney, I feel like they don't need to rush into this because I feel yeah. like the last mutant movies were so fresh. Um, yeah. And, and then you know, Marvel's so good at, at planting Easter eggs that they could definitely mm-hmm. start planting Easter eggs now. But yeah, then, okay, I think they'll so, probably show up we, in phase five or six. Yeah, but then we also have the possibility of House of M situation with Scarlet Witch. Of basically, like we'll see the the Wandavision. Possibly, she wipes out you know all superpowers, and then the that triggers you know the um you know, the multiverse and uh, the Doctor Strange in the multiverse movie, and then she messed up things, and then so when she brings, when she fixes what she messed up, that causes mutants to have always existed kind of situation, you know? Um, yeah, that could be, but yeah. 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 So, be, yeah. Well, there's or, many or like, they could have been like on Genova or something like that, like, you know, they mm-hmm. could... Or she collapses, yeah. She collapses another multiverse into our to six one six. You could say, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which so they, there's some definitely some interesting possibilities there. Um, you know, uh, I yeah, I'm really curious to see what they do with that. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, I guess uh, that about wraps it up. You know, this you know it's like you were saying, very bittersweet. The end of shield and then it's kind of marvel tv that i've really enjoyed you know for so long the kind of the infinity or the kind of dragon bones side of this podcast you know obviously takes the mm-hmm. name from the defenders um mm-hmm. and that marvel tv is going away there's still going to be 
Marvel shows almost exclusively on Disney Plus, but it, it is an end of an era with all this stuff, and I am really sad to see it go. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, a lot of good memories with this, and mm-hmm. I'll probably revisit some of them. Uh, like I was saying, I might go back and cloak and dagger soon. Um, mm-hmm. I've rewatched Daredevil a couple times, obviously, but yeah, uh, it's it's insane. I just wanted to give it its proper send off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts, Ariel? Before no. we uh, close it out. No. Just yeah, like, like just looking into the void of yeah. you know what's gonna come. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, everyone, thank you guys for listening to our. This is a very sporadically updated podcast. We just do it when there is Marvel news and uh, or a show ends or something or a movie comes out. Which there has not been a lot of recently, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, just we want to thank you guys for listening and mention that we do run a number of other podcasts. If you guys liked hearing me and Ariel um, talk, um, we are uh, together with a couple other people. Um, we call ourselves the Undercast Company. We do a podcast called Underrated, where we talk about underrated movies. Um, we're going to be coming out with one. Uh, the one we just came out with or are coming out with, depending on when this episode, I finish editing this episode and it goes up, is uh, we're talking about Robin Hood, Men in Tights, which was Ariel's suggestion. It's a great movie. Um, we also have, I just launched a new podcast called Gateway Episodes. premise for that one is kind of watching, an ep- if you, you, know, you tell your buddy, hey, you, you gotta watch this show. Watch this episode, it'll get you into the show. That's what the podcast is. Um, so we launched with three episodes. We did um, an episode of Gilmore Girls, we did an episode of Lost, and then we did an episode of um, Farscape, and I host that show, and you know I'll have Ariel on, I had an Ariel on episode, we'll have her on some more, and just different people on every episode. Um, and then Ariel also has her own podcast, which I'll turn it over to you now if you want to talk about that one. Yes, it's called You've Never Seen. It is a podcast that is basically... Um, me or somebody else introducing someone who has never seen a movie that is considered um, a a staple of pop culture or cinematic history Um, so and getting their first impressions after their first viewing of of the movie so yeah the first two episodes are the first episode came out um a couple weeks ago and the next one is going to be coming out on the first and it's going to be coming out on the first of every month first two episodes are pretty much pilot episodes where we didn't know where we were going and the third one is more structured and more of what you'll see here in the future yep yep so yeah if you first of every month is going to be you've never seen on the 15th of every month is gateway episodes and then every two weeks uh we come out with a new episode of underrated and this episode just comes out whenever (laughs) this show comes out whenever yeah so look for for um you've never seen look for the screaming woman in green um for gateway look for the white gateway um logo and for underrated look for the film strip as of right now yep might change yep. a and, bit. yeah you never know um but yeah thank uh so if you guys you know uh want to follow us we are undercast company um on you know social media uh instagram facebook um you can email us at undercastcompany at gmail.com if you guys have you know anything you want to say to us, if you could rate us five stars, that really helps our show get noticed a lot. Um, but until then, I will see you all in another life.
Thanks for being amazing.